Hi, welcome. Um, in this session, I'm going to discuss about the um, the failure of the implementation of NPM in many developing countries. Um, I'm going to discuss about the reasons on why uh, the implementation of NPM in developing countries oftentimes resulting in the failures, uh, not like what we have witnessed um, from such implementation in developed countries. Gitu ya. Jadi kita membahas mengapa sih NPM itu gagal dilaksanakan di developing countries, sedangkan kalau di developed countries atau di negara maju, uh, implementasi NPM bisa sukses dan bisa berjalan dengan efektif begitu. What are the reasons um, um, yang, yang menyebabkan mengapa the implementation of NPM in developing countries oftentimes resulting in failure, sering-sering kali gagal. Oke, okay. jadi World Bank and IMF atau International Monetary Fund have adopted and prescribed NPM as a universal panacea atau solusi universal um, for both public service and civil society failures across the world. So, IMF and World Bank considers NPM to be the solution that can be implemented by any countries in the world to overcome um, the problem in public sector organization. Begitu. However, uh, many scholars uh, have concerns about this because numerous doubts have arisen concerning its universal applicability. Jadi banyak scholar yang um, merasa concern ya dengan pelaksanaan NPM karena itu tadi um, apakah NPM can be a universal panacea, can be a universal um, solution and whether NPM itself has a universal applicability meaning that the concept can be implemented by any countries in the world despite of the difference of the quality of institution despite of difference of the quality of the government effectiveness and so on and so forth jadi sudah banyak yang um, sebenarnya meragukan apakah NPM ini bisa dilaksanakan di semua negara atau tidak begitu nah the suitability of the model in developing countries has come under doubts as many have not been able to fulfill some preconditions for its effective implementation. Again, as you can see from my statement earlier, many countries might not have preconditions and these preconditions play as fundamental basis to ensure that the NPM implementation can be implemented effectively. Apa saja pakai conditions-nya? We're going to discuss about it later. As already mentioned, NPM or New Public Management Reforms are more suitable in places untuk diimplementasikan di negara-negara where the environment is conducive for markets and managerial control. Jadi new public management reform itu only uh, can be implemented effectively uh, uh, only for those countries, only for those places di mana environment-nya itu kondusif untuk um, bekerjanya prinsip pasar dan juga di mana uh, there is a high managerial control uh, di level pemerintah begitu. The sad reality however, in most developing countries, we know that the markets are weak. And in developing countries, uh, the government capacities is also poor. Um, bisa kita lihat di developing countries itu kemampuan pemerintahnya juga, kapasitas pemerintahnya juga rendah. Pasarnya sendiri weak. 
tidak bekerja pasal yang sempurna dan uh, there is inconsistency in managerial control begitu karena because of the government has poor um, government capacity and has a, a low managerial capacity of course when they want to implement NPM um, it cannot be implemented effectively karena si pemerintah sendiri nggak punya kapasitas dan nggak punya kontrol managerial yang managerial yang kuat atas itu begitu begitu jadi itu adalah alasan mengapa kemudian um, NPM uh, the implementation of NPM in developing countries itu sering kali berujung pada kegagalan begitu ya can you repeat can you recall what I just said bisa nggak dicari takeaway-nya apa Takeaway-nya adalah mengapa NPM gagal dilaksanakan di developing countries. Pertama karena the situation or the circumstances in developing countries where they have um, poor market mechanism. Jadi negara-negara developing countries itu nggak punya mekanisme pasar yang sempurna. That's the first one. The second one is the government capacities is so weak and is so poor therefore their inconsistency in managerial control jadi kapasitas governmentnya juga sangat rendah sangat buruk sehingga government tidak bisa um, secara konsisten punya kemampuan managerial control untuk apa ya memastikan bahwa seluruh program dan aktivitas yang mereka lakukan um, when they deliver public services or public goods kepada masyarakat itu uh, sesuai dengan kaidah-kaidah atau prinsip yang ada di NPM begitu. Jadi begitulah uh, those are the reasons, those are two reasons to uh, big reasons on why uh, the implementation of NPM itu seringkali gagal di developing countries. Okay. Now um, I'm going to give you an example about the implementation of NPM in African countries ya. Bagaimana sih pelaksanaan NPM di negara-negara Afrika? So um, African countries, some of them have um, already implemented the NPM reforms, reformasi NPM, and the study shows that public sector management reform efforts in the region of um, African countries have produced mixed results. So efforts have been made to increase efficiency through decentralization and also privatization, as I have mentioned in my last um, podcast. However, accountability measures such as performance-based contracts, citizens' charter, and public reporting uh, are also being introduced on a selective basis. These reforms are being applied but not in a very comprehensive and consistent manner. So, what African countries um, have done in terms of implementing the NPM reforms, mereka memang um, increase the decentralization and also increase the privatization. However, um, regarding the accountability measures, such as performance-based contract, performance evaluation, public reporting misalnya, itu dilaksanakan on a selectively basis. So some countries have done it, some countries um, haven't done it, atau ada juga beberapa negara yang andekan mereka punya accountability measures, performance-based contract yang mereka kerjakan mungkin um, tidak bisa capturing the whole activities that they have done. Jadi mereka hanya uh, cherry picking. So they only implement things that they think do not threaten them. 
Jadi pemerintah hanya melakukan performance evaluation untuk hal-hal yang mereka pikir tidak akan mengancam eksistensi mereka, di mana evaluasi itu tidak akan membuat image mereka rusak di depan masyarakat, begitu ya. Jadi uh, the, firm, the performance evaluation, the accountability principle um, is also done by the government. However, they have done it on a selective basis, begitu. And um, the NPM reform. is not implemented comprehensively and in consistent manner. Lagi-lagi dikarenakan because of the government has weak um, capacities. Yang kedua adalah there is uh, there is an absence of the willingness of the leaders in public sector organization to implement NPM um, coherently. Begitu. So what are the problems sih kalau misalnya kita ingin melihat problemsnya apa saja Yang pertama adalah menurut beberapa scholars uh, Sagas Polidiano misalnya in 1999 um, He said that nowhere in the developing world has the complete package of the NPM model been implemented Or is it being considered for implementation Jadi many in developing countries they uh, didn't implement a complete package of the NPM model So the same what uh, uh, African countries already did. Jadi mereka hanya implementing a small portion of NPM. Jadi mereka tidak mengimplementasikan uh, uh, prinsip NPM comprehensively. Mereka hanya mereform uh, public sector mereka menggunakan NPM on a small portion. Yang kedua adalah mereka tidak they they don't have uh, political willingness. To implement a complete package of NPM Atau consider to implement the complete package of the NPM Itu masalahnya menurut uh, According to Charles Polidano in 1999 Tarasman in 1998 also mentioned that The western prescriptions about the NPM reforms Have not helped poor developing countries to perform at all Jadi Tarasman are arguing that The IMF or World Bank um, solution for developing countries to increase their uh, productivity and uh, effectiveness of the public services, uh, uh, of the provision of the public services and public goods by implementing the NPM reform. Ternyata, um, the NPM reform itself it didn't contribute to the performance of the. Developing countries um, itself Begitu Jadi ada yang salah Dan Farasman melihat bahwa um, Resepnya negara-negara barat Agar developing countries itu Mengimplementasikan NPM reform Ternyata tidak membantu performa Atau kinerja dari pemerintah Di negara-negara developing countries tersebut Begitu And also According to Ray in 1999 McDonald in 1998 Turner and Hulme in 1997 and also Knack in 2001. Uh, those are the names, those are the scholars that have done the research about the implementation of NPM reforms in developing countries. Mereka juga melihat bahwa uh, the prescriptions of the IMF and World Bank about the urgency of implementing the NPM reforms in developing countries ternyata malah hasilnya kontraproduktif gitu. Uh, malah in some countries, Um, the performance of the governments is getting weaker. Jadi kinerja dari pemerintah di negara berkembang atau di developing countries malah makin memburuk begitu.
North in 1995 argue third uh, dunia ketiga third world countries and also eastern european countries atau negara-negara di Eropa Timur may not be able to implement the formal political and economic rules of western market economies because of the very nature of informal norms and enforcement characteristics jadi uh, when npm reform when npm principle really enforces the public sector organization to be able to implement the market value and market mechanism in their activities um, it cannot be implemented effectively in developing countries because of the market mechanism that occurs in developing countries itu sendiri tidak sempurna begitu karena in developing countries the market mechanismnya itu tidak sempurna because many of the market activities being dominated by the government by the corrupt government or the market activities being dominated by the conglomerate by the business tycoon or the oligarchs jadi prinsip-prinsip pasar sempurna itu tidak bekerja di negara-negara berkembang di developing countries nah karena tidak adanya pasar sempurna yang bekerja di developing countries that's the reason on why the NPM principles terkait dengan uh, the use of market and market mechanism in the public sector organization nggak bisa bekerja karena memang um, situasi, situasinya sendiri tidak memungkinkan untuk uh, prinsip market itu bekerja di developing countries begitu oke okay. uh, Tugner and Holm in 1997 itu malah mengatakan seperti ini the one size fits all or treating the NPM reform as a universal panacea for any countries in the world is misleading kenapa misleading? because of different organizational environments in each country jadi setiap country itu punya um, karakteristik organisasi dan karakteristik lingkungan yang berbeda ya enggak? dari satu negara ke negara yang lain Developed countries, if you want to compare developed countries and developing countries, these two different countries have different quality of institution. When I said institution, it can refer to the government institution. It also can refer to the informal institution, such as the cultural value, the social value, and also the norms. Begitu. However, not only looking at the quality of the institution of the government itself, Negara-negara, not only developed countries and developing countries ya, tapi uh, antar developing, developing countries saja misalnya. Setiap negara itu kan punya karakteristik uh, lingkungan yang berbeda. They have different organizational environment, they have different characteristic of the environment itself gitu. Sehingga susah kemudian uh, kita enforcing satu konsep atau satu solusi yakni reformasi negara dengan bentuk NPM untuk bisa dipaksakan untuk diimplementasikan di semua negara ignoring that these countries basically have different capacities of government and also have different uh, characteristic of the institution and environment begitu sehingga uh, seruan-seruan dari IMF dan juga World Bank untuk bisa mengimplementasikan NPM dimanapun regardless of the country itself um, itu sebenarnya salah dan misleading approach sekali begitu I will give you two examples ya yeah, to provide you a better insights about how the NPM reform 
can be implemented successfully in developed countries. However, when it is implemented in developing countries, itu malah gagal. Begitu. Contohnya adalah the implementation of NPM in Singapore. Jadi pelaksanaan NPM di Singapura. So NPM is typically di Singapore ya is typically used to improve existing institutions where the bureaucracy is already conversant with basic public management processes. Jadi NPM itu pada dasarnya uh, uh, um, tujuannya adalah untuk meningkatkan kinerja dari suatu organisasi yang sudah ada negara tersebut. Begitu. So you can imagine if the existing organizations or the existing bureaucracies all uh, are already good enough when those organizations implement NPM reforms usually it will lead to better performance begitu. Tapi ketika NPM itu diimplementasikan di negara in which the public sector organizations do not have um, good performance where the bureaucracies is so hierarchical, where the leaders of the organization is corrupt misalnya, of course the implementation of the NPM reforms tentunya tidak akan efektif, begitulah kira-kira. Nah, the implementation of NPM in Singapore itu misalnya uh, seperti ini, uh, berhasil, pelaksanaan NPM di Singapore itu malah berhasil. Mengapa sih bisa berhasil? Karena to a great extent, Singapore fulfills the condition. Singapore already has very good and efficient public sector organizations. Second, Singapore is also a developed country in which the market mechanism works very well. Ya enggak? Jadi dengan adanya dua kondisi ini, the government um, institution are already efficient, they are already effective, the capacity of the government is also high, they are very productive, dan di sisi yang lain, um, the market mechanism that occurs in Singapore itu juga sudah well developed dan juga berjalan dengan efektif. Ini adalah dua prasyarat, these are two um, preconditions that can ensure that the implementation of the NPM reform in Singapore itu pasti bisa akan sukses begitu. Gitu. From the very beginning, Singapore has focused on meritocracy, solid institutional framework, the rule of law, proper control structures, checks and balances, and also accountability in the public administration system. Remember, their public administration system is almost perfect. The public management system in government institution in Singapore already focused on, saya ulangi ya, meritocracy, Solid and institution, solid institutional framework. The rule of law-nya sudah bagus. There is proper control structures. There is also checks and balances mechanism. Dan prinsip accountability di government institution juga sangat kuat, begitu. Singapore attains substantial success in combating corruption. Itu adalah salah satu contoh um, 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 how the accountability principle has been successfully implemented in Singapore um, Singaporean government institutions. Begitu. So when the Singapore implements the NPM, 
they attain a very sophisticated results. Singapore can um, uh, transform itself to be more clean and effective government. Of course, free of corruption. Their public management system is much more focused on meritocracy, efficiency, and responsiveness um, value. And Singaporean government also continues to improve the quality of uh, the public services and the public goods that they uh, deliver to the citizens. So it seems that the NPM reforms in Singapore can lead to a success story. Jadi sepertinya pelaksanaan reform NPM di Singapore itu sepertinya sukses. Karena yang tadinya kualitas um, government-nya itu oke, okay, sekarang malah jadi tambah oke okay, begitu. Yang tadinya pemerintahannya itu adalah clean dan efektif setelah NPM reform, the quality of the government-nya uh, more clean and effective. Jadi lebih bersih dan lebih efektif. Yang tadinya tingkat korupsinya sangat rendah, the level of corruption is so low in Singapore setelah NPM reform uh, malah nggak ada korupsi sama sekali. Yang tadinya government institution already focus on uh, some basic um, values, some basic principles seperti prinsip-prinsip negitokrasi, efisiensi dan responsiveness, dan juga prinsip-prinsip keadilan dan fairness. Setelah NPM reform dijalankan, mereka atau organisasi mereka malah makin negitokratik, more efficient, more responsive, and more fair. Jadi yang tadinya sudah bagus, jadi lebih bagus lagi. Begitu. Nah, pertanyaannya adalah, could the success story that we have already heard from um, Singaporean government also um, can be adopted by the developing countries? Bisa nggak um, cerita sukses yang sudah kita dengarkan tadi dari um, pemerintahan Singapura, bisa nggak kita lihat atau bisa nggak hal ini juga diadopsi oleh negara-negara yang berkembang? Oke, okay. pertanyaan itu membawa saya ke satu case yang akan saya diskusikan kepada kalian, yakni di NPM Reform in Bangladesh. Jadi, reformasi NPM di Bangladesh. So, Bangladesh offers a different experience ya, to the one described above. Bangladesh offers a very different experience compared to Singaporean government. Because Bangladesh is one of the countries that had a very little success in the NPM experiments. Kenapa sih Bangladesh itu gagal mereformasi negaranya dengan menggunakan prinsip NPM? Because, again, contrary to Singapore, um, the government in Bangladesh, uh, they don't have a strong capacity to deliver good public services and public goods to the citizens. Itu yang pertama. Second, they don't have strong public management system which serve um, their functions based on meritocratic, efficient, responsive, and fair principles. Itu yang kedua. Yang ketiga adalah the basic infrastructure 
of management is not developed enough to undertake market-oriented reforms. Begitu. Jadi bisa dibayangkan betapa berbedanya Bangladesh dan Singapura dilihat dari ketiga hal ini. The capacity of the government, the public management system in the government organization, and also the market mechanism in the country itself. Gitu. Akhirnya, akhirnya apa? Karena ketidakadanya prasarat atau ketika Bangladesh couldn't fulfill to meet all the preconditions needed to answer that the implementation of uh, NPM um, uh, can be done very successfully, karena si Bangladesh tidak bisa uh, apa ya memilih, um, tidak bisa menyediakan ketiga prasyarat di mana uh, NPM reform itu bisa sukses karena kapasitas pemerintahannya masih rendah karena public management system di dalam organisasi publiknya masih belum bagus dan ketika market mechanism di negara mereka tidak berkembang dengan baik karena ketiga hal ini maka uh, NPM reform implementation di Bangladesh itu gagal begitu dan ini sesuai dengan pendapat dari Sagar yang uh, did the research or study about the implementation of NPM in Bangladesh he said that the 30 years of administrative reforms in Bangladesh has failed due to the lack of fundamentals in administration, lack of political commitment, low state capacity, clientelist politics, bureaucratic resistance, and bureaucratic corruption. So again, kegagalan NPM reform di Bangladesh itu disebabkan oleh beberapa hal. Menurut studi dari Sagar tahun 2004, Pertama adalah lack of fundamentals in administration. Yang kedua adalah lack of political commitment. Yang ketiga adalah low state capacity. Yang keempat, clientelist politics. Yang kelima, bureaucratic resistance. That the bureaucracy itself, they don't want to change. Mereka tidak mau berubah. Dan yang terakhir adalah bureaucratic corruption. After giving you these two examples of the NPM implementation in Singapore and Bangladesh, what are the takeaways, what are the lessons that you can learn from these two examples? Of course, I have mentioned about it um, repeatedly, but I think it is very important to remind you about this um, again. If a country wants to implement the NPM reform effectively, they have to answer that the preconditions in the country itself should be uh, effective. That the fundamentals, principles, and values in administration or government institutions sudah harus bagus that the political commitment of the political leaders in the country when I said political leaders it referred to president, menteri dan, dan yang lain-lain misalnya penting untuk 
um, political leaders in the country untuk punya political commitment untuk bisa mengimplementasikan NPM secara comprehensively. Yang ketiga adalah preconditionnya adalah the capacity of state and the capacity of the government itu harus tinggi. Selanjutnya adalah political sistemnya harus bersih. There is no clientelist politics occur in the country. Selanjutnya adalah memastikan bahwa birokrasi tidak resisten terhadap perubahan dan reformasi. That the political leader can answer that the bureaucrats or the people who work in the government organization, they are not resistant with the chance itself. That they want to change and they want to not only change um, apa ya their attitudes tapi juga memastikan bahwa public management system di dalam government institution mereka juga harus bagus begitu itu adalah those are the preconditions to ensure that the NPM reform implementation in developing countries bisa sukses atau tidak Selanjutnya adalah um, seberapa penting sih uh, the willingness and also the political commitment commitment of the political leaders in the country to implement the NPM reform to what extent the role of the political commitment itself can answer the effectiveness of the implementation of the NPM seberapa um, efektif sih Uh, political commitment dari political leader ini bisa memastikan bahwa NPM bisa berjalan dengan lancar atau tidak di suatu uh, negara. So in conclusion, uh, for NPM to work effectively in developing countries, politicians and officials, jadi political leader di suatu negara, presiden, menteri dan juga um, para birokrat, must concentrate on the basic process of public management. Itu ya yang paling penting. They must be able to control inputs. Before they are called upon to control outputs, they must be able to account for costs before they are asked to account for cost. They must abide by uniform rules before they are authorized to make their own rules. They must operate in integrated centralized departments before being authorized to go it alone in autonomous agencies. So my explanation about this, it really emphasizes that administrative and government institution should have a very strong institutional capacities to do the NPM reforms. Itu yang pertama. And corruption must be tackled dan tentu saja because the actors of the corruption oftentimes are the political leaders and the high-ranking bureaucrats, of course, untuk memastikan bahwa NPM reform implementation itu bisa berjalan, berjalan dengan efektif, bahwa mereka juga um, politicians and high-ranking bureaucrats atau high-ranking officials in the government institution, mereka juga harus mau untuk tidak korupsi lagi. Nah, um, what I said is, ternyata political willingness dan capability of the leaders in the country 
itu sangat penting untuk memastikan bahwa NPM reform dapat dijalankan dengan efektif. This uh, they they have a very important role in ensuring that the implementation of NPM can be implemented comprehensively and successfully. Begitu. Jadi itu adalah alasan-alasan. Uh, I already um, mentioned about what are the preconditions or what are the uh, pre-requirements of the country before they want to implement the NPM and how do these precondition uh, basically uh, can contribute to the effectiveness of the implementation itself dan juga yang ketiga mengenai pentingnya political commitment and also capabilities of the leaders of the politician di suatu negara untuk memastikan bahwa NPM, NPM reform bisa dilaksanakan dengan efektif without these three uh, fundamentals uh, aspect tanpa adanya ketiga aspek penting ini, maka bisa dipastikan NPM reform itu gagal untuk dilaksanakan. Begitu. So this also gives you some um, example on why the NPM reform implementation in developing countries itu kebanyakan gagalnya. Karena mereka tidak memenuhi preconditions ini tadi. Begitu ya. Um, terima kasih.